God, I thank you that you are the God of generations. That we don't stand here just because of the choices we have made or the decisions that we, we think we've logically made to get here, but we can stand upon the generations of people who have praised you before and the generations that will praise you to come. God, I thank you that you love all generations, that you love each person in this room tonight, that we even have this opportunity to come and to lift your name up. God, we thank you that you're God. Thank you that you love us and that we can be here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you can grab a seat. It's good to worship with you tonight. Well, good evening. How are we? It's like people are actually sounding okay. My name's Jeremiah, for those of you who don't know me. And I get the, the joy of bringing uh, the first message of Life at Six for 2018. But as I was preparing a message for the beginning of 2018, I couldn't help but reflect on 2017. What an incredibly amazing, challenging, stretching, uh, capacity-building, awesome, memorable, where-did-it-go year. Is anyone else thinking, what actually happened in 2017? Because it just seemed to fly by. But as I stopped and I actually began reflecting on what we've been up to as a church and how I've grown and things we've been doing, I can't help but stop and go, wow, thank you, God. Some of you will remember some of the messages we we went through last year, through Bigness, through unity, through more, through reach, reaching up to God, reaching into the gifts and abilities and reaching out to others. And then at the end of last year, launching that we're going to reach out and plant a new outpost out in Selwyn, Life Church, Selwyn in September this year. Whoa. And now it's this year. Now it's 2018. And as much as I've gone, where did last year go? I'm so excited that last year happened because it set us up for where we're going this year. So many things that I learned last year, so much of the stretching of the capacity building of the challenges of last year have set us up so well for this year. But this year still will require something of us. 2018 won't be just another year where we can go, okay, that was a busy year last year. We can just cruise through this next one. It will, it will require maybe our time, our energy, our passion, our prayer. And so as we've been contemplating, what is, where is God leading us this year? And for those who are here this morning, you would have heard Carl share that God really laid on his heart this, this phrase. It says, life church, respond to God's heart that the world would get the chance to know his son. Respond to God's heart so that the world would get a chance to know his son. 
That's a big ask. That's another stretching moment. That's going to require something of me. And when I look into this, this phrase and I go, what does it require? I can't help but be drawn to this respond. Life, church, respond. Put your name in there. Jeremiah, respond. But what does it mean to actually respond to God? Just responding to him when we feel like it, or when we're in a time of trouble, or when we need a a parking place. Responding really is to his heart for the commission of the great church, to go and tell all people about Jesus. But it starts with something much simpler. He's asking us to respond simply in love, to respond in service, to get in, get involved, to serve. He's asking us to respond in prayer, asking us to respond in worship. As I've been thinking over the last couple of days about response, I do a lot of work with um, some kids, run some kids' programs. and So often when I'm preparing a message, I get drawn to some kids' stories in the Bible. Kids' stories in the Bible. What is a kid's story in the Bible? But let's not go there. But I've been thinking about 1 Samuel and how Samuel was called by God in the middle of the night as he was sleeping. And God calls out to him, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel wakes up and goes running to Eli. Eli's his mentor, his leader, his pastor, the man who he's living in the temple with, who's training him up. And he runs to Eli, Eli, you called me. And Eli's like, go back to bed. I did not call you. And you can be Samuel going, oh, are you, are you sure? Like, I definitely heard someone. But as the good boy, he went back to bed. And again, he wakes up, Samuel, Samuel. He's like, definitely heard him this time. Eli, I'm coming. And Eli's like, no, no, no. Go back to bed. I definitely heard him that time. I can't believe he's going to make me go back to bed. And you can just imagine Samuel getting back to bed and kind of going, I'll sleep with one eye open. Just making sure that he's, you know, it's not tricking me. But he nods back off to sleep. Samuel, Samuel. Right, got him. Takes off after Eli. Yes, you definitely called me this time. Eli finally clicks. No, no. Oh, this time, when you hear your name being called, respond, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Maybe it's God. So Samuel goes back to bed. Sure enough, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel sits up. It says in the Bible that Samuel hadn't yet been taught the ways that hadn't been revealed to him. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him yet. 
And so I can imagine him sitting up in bed going, God, uh, speak, I'm listening. Not really sure of what it means. Not someone who's heard his voice often before in his life, not often responded to his voice and gone, okay, I'm listening. But in his place of, uh, of being a young child, of not fully being uh, around God a whole lot and fully being revealed the word and understanding of anything, still says to God, yes, God, I- I'm listening. Now, In verse 11, And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. Imagine that. The first time you've said yes to God. Yes, God, I'm listening. And God says, Listen closely. I'm about to do something that you won't even believe. And everyone who hears about it, their ears will tingle. See, in the morning, Samuel gets up, and Eli calls him. He says, here, Samuel, Samuel, come in and tell me about it. And it says that Samuel didn't really want to go. He actually didn't want to go and tell Eli the things that God had told him, because it wasn't particularly loving towards Eli. And what I take out of that is, He still needed to respond to Eli. Notice he still needed to get out of his bed and go to Eli. But something had to happen first. He didn't just need to go there and talk to Eli because Eli wasn't the source of the things that he needed. Eli wasn't the one who could give him the thing that would make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. Samuel first had to stop and say, Yes, Lord, I'm listening. He first had to stop and say, God, who I don't know very well yet, God, who I don't really have a whole lot of experience talking to and understanding, what do you want to say? His response had to be giving his yes to God first. Three times Samuel responded and went to Eli. Was it a bad response? No. Because eventually Samuel did have to go to Eli to tell him these things. But something had to happen first and he had to give his yes to God so that God could deposit in him, could reveal to him, could talk to him about what he had as a plan for his life, as a plan that he had to take to Eli. And as we know, Samuel grew up And became a very well-known, very well-respected prophet. Someone who could hear from God. See, a response requires action. It often requires us to get up and do something. It's great to talk about responding. It's great to go, oh, there's a great need. We should really do something about that. It's great to come to church and hear about responding. It's great to, you know, go to life groups and talk about responding. It's great to get together in cell groups or home groups or in family groups or however and just talk about it. We need to talk about responding. But what if we also actually got out of our chairs and went and did something? But it first must start with a yes 
to God. Samuel's first response when he first heard that voice calling Samuel was to get up and run to Eli. Instead of our first response, I feel like he he was running to do something. He felt like he had to go somewhere instead of just stopping and going, God, what do you want to say? What if we were prepared to ask God, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. But to what purpose? To what end? So that the world would get a chance to know his son. Would get to know the person of Jesus. See, this year at Life at Six, we want to be a community of people committed to the cause. Sold out so that people can hear the message of Jesus. So that they might hear of his love for them for the first time. For the second time. For the hundredth time. So that they could hear the message of Jesus. That people would commit their lives and follow him. That people would recommit their lives and follow him. That people would respond and pray. Would respond in prayer, but also respond for prayer. I don't know about you, but sometimes when God asks me to do something, it's a little bit scary. And I don't always feel like it. In fact, I'd say quite a lot of the time, I don't really feel like it. But I made a choice in my heart and I said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll give my yes to you. I'll respond to you by doing whatever it is you would have me do. And it's not always been enjoyable. But it has been the best possible thing I could ever do. So how do we respond with our yes? Inviting our friends to church. Having bold conversations in our areas of influence. Signing up and serving. Welcomers. Kids team. Cafe team, breakfast club, women's prison ministry, whatever it is, signing up and going, I will commit, I'll give it my yes. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. It might take me to uncomfortable places, but I'm in it so that people can hear the message of Jesus. And responding in prayer and for prayer. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 13, Paul's writing to a church and he's just begging them to to open up and to, to not hold back, but to respond openly. And he says this, he said, I'm asking you to respond to us as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. He's begging the church, open your hearts as if you were my own children. Now, some of you will have children. Some of you will have grandchildren. Some of you will have siblings that you've grown up with. Others of you will avoid children. Uh, but whatever your influence with children, I get the joy of working 
with children on a daily basis almost. And I make it my goal every time I'm saying goodbye to my kids. I just say to them, I love you guys. Or I love you, or I love you girls, or just I love you as as they walk out the door. But always my goal is to make sure I say that to them whenever they leave. Uh, End of last year, I was saying uh, goodbye to a couple of my boys. I said, I'll see you tomorrow, and I love you guys. And as they were walking out the door, they didn't even turn around. They just went, we know. (laughs) What a great response. We know. Why are you telling us again? You tell us every day. Just stop it. And then it got me thinking, is that my response to God? Because I know that he loves me. He tells me on a regular basis. I read about it in my Bible whenever I sit down daily and read my Bible. Whenever I'm in prayer, I get the sense that God loves me. But it doesn't always feel like it. But these boys showed me, why isn't our response, we know, duh, I trust you. Of course I know that you love me. Of course, in fact, I'll trust you so much, I'll do whatever you say. These boys that I talk to on a daily basis, don't get me wrong, sometimes they're a challenge. But they are some of the greatest joys that I have. They've started coming along to church, asking questions, what does it mean to follow Jesus? They help serve, they help set up, they help pack up. They, they're just a joy to be around. They'll come up, they'll greet, give a hug now, and something that they would never have done. But their response is simply, I know you, I've got to know you, and I trust you enough to just to be around you, to come and hang out on extra days. And I wonder what would that be if my response to God was the same? Not just I know it in my head, but I know enough that I don't even need to turn around because I know he's behind me. I know that he loves me. And I can just turn around and go, I know God's on my side. I know he loves me. I know he's standing with me for everything that he has in store for 2018. Everything that I'm scared about, everything that I'm challenged by, everything that seems so daunting, I know, I know that God is standing with me. I know that he is with me. And so I will say, God, whatever you want, wherever you call me to go, I will do it. See, a responsive yes is a life that is more invested in what I can give than what I can get. A responsive yes to God is a life that is more interested in what I can give than what I can get. How can I continue to respond to God so that others have the opportunity to know who he is? What does it mean that I have to give up? What does it mean that I have to be early for? What does it mean that I have to now say to people, 
What does it mean I have to message people occasionally and encourage them? What does it mean to give my whole yes to God? I don't know about you, but it's so tempting to go, God, I'll give you everything. I'll do whatever you want when I'm just a little bit less tired and I've caught up on some sleep. God, I'll, I'll give you whatever you ask me to do when I've got my finances sorted and I've got a house. God, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. I'll say yes to everything you have for me when, when I've just sorted out this one other thing. But instead saying, God, through all of it, like Samuel, I don't know what it means to wake up and say yes to God. I don't have that full understanding yet. I'm, st- I'm still learning. Or maybe you do know what that means and you're still prepared to do it. But going, God, I will... Give it to you. Can we have the worship team come back up? To say yes to him means that I'll do whatever he asks me to do. Be wherever he asks me to be. And I'll say yes, even if I feel like I don't deserve that love. If I don't feel like it at the time. If sometimes I I question whether he's actually behind me. Because I know that I've given my yes to a God who is beside me. A God who promises that he'll never leave me. A God that promises that he will always walk with me. Who knows me so much better than I could even possibly know myself. I'll say yes to that God. This morning, if you were um, with us at Life at 10, and on your seats now, you were given two cards. Two cards that say yes on them. And this morning, you were asked if you would like to give your yes to God for 2018. And as a physical response to saying, God, publicly in in a place that maybe I don't know everyone here, but I'm prepared to say yes to everything you have for me this year. I'm prepared to put my hand up and say, yep, I'll do it. And if that was you, then you were asked to bring it forward and, and place it here on the stage. Place it at the altar. Say, God, I, I'm giving you my yes this year. And with the other one, you were asked to keep it. It's the same tonight. Take it home, put it in your wallet, stick it in the back of your phone case, uh, stick it to your fridge, wherever you're going to see it and remember it and say, God, I've given you my yes this year, whatever it looks like. And so we're going to do that again tonight. And if you're with us this morning, you're giving two yeses to God this year, so watch out. (laughs) But just as a physical response to get out of my seat and go, God, this year, it's yours. 
And then we're going to leave the front open. And if you'd like someone to come and stand alongside you and pray, or if you would just like to stand there and go, God, whatever it means, I'm here. Speak to me, your servant is listening. Whatever it looks like for you, whether you want to come and stand here as a a representation of I'm here, or you want to make your way back to your seat, or you want someone to come pray with you, make yourself known to the team or to a friend and say, hey, would you just pray for me going into this year? I'm really not sure what this looks like. But let's be life at six. Let's be a, a service that responds in prayer and responds for prayer. Let's not worry about what other people think, what other people uh, might say. You know, when I see people coming forward for prayer, I, my heart just goes, thank you, Jesus. Because the amount of times that I've come forward for prayer and I still talk to my friends and I need that prayer. Yes, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. So as we go into the song, feel free to bring your yes forward as we pray and as we worship.